Welcome, welcome to another episode of Inside the Mind of a Blur. This is our interview series. I mean, you already know who it is. Who it is? It's Laburu Anikulapo himself of the It Mob, one of the most villainous. As alongside with me is our CEO, Scuba Steve. Tell him about yourself. Hey, what's going on? It is me, Scuba Steve, and I'm here. I'm excited for this uh, interview because this is a little different take on the interview series, getting uh, a different type of uh, author. In, in a sense. So I'm really excited for this interview. No problem. No problem. Without further ado, we're going to go straight to our guest. Yes, introduce yourself. Tell us what about yourself. And you know what? Tell us uh, one of your favorite animes, your favorite song, and uh, your favorite food. All right, man. Uh, one, I'm Phil. I go by the Blur Explorer. Uh, I'm a travel writer, foodie, black gamer, black foodie. Black Traveler, Black Gamer, all Black everything, really. Hey. Oh, yeah. We love uh, it. Favorite anime, definitely. I also grew up on Naruto, One Piece. Um, I, do, I do enjoy Black Clover. Uh, i trying to think of some other stuff. I can't think of top of my head. Oh, uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Um, and some other stuff, too. Uh, favorite food? I got to come back to you on that one. Hey. <laughs> hey, being a foodie, I understand. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm ready. I know you got options. You got options. I know that. Yeah, especially yeah in Korea, man. I uh I went to Korea a little bit for uh, military purposes, so okay. I spent like six months over there for a little bit at uh at uh Camp Casey. So okay, <laughs> yeah. So I do do know a little bit <laughs> about that area a little bit. Some soju days and uh <laughs> some bagogi and yeah know a little bit about korea right right and then uh your favorite song uh what's that song recently uh black gold by um uh it was that intro song from y- yasuke uh black oh, gold by okay. uh i've got i've got the artist's name flying lotus and them black, black lotus yeah man that, that, that. that's the jam Nice. All right. Have you thought of your favorite food item? You can give us the top five if you want. If it's hard, just pick one. As a foodie, I'm, I'm interested to hear your top five. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, top five, definitely. I can't think of the name of the food. It was a Malaysian. It's from Malaysia. I had it was like a rice fried chicken dish. I had that. I can't think. It's like a single dish. I can't remember the name of it. Excuse me. Um, Taiwan, definitely Taiwan, the pepper pork buns, like fresh baked pepper pork buns. Those are fire. I miss those so much. Uh, definitely enjoy good, good South Kim Solid Cream barbecue. Ooh. And of course, I definitely miss my love more than anything. I miss barbecue, American barbecue the most. Hey, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. First of all, tell us, how did you end up? Are you in South Korea? Yeah, right now. Yeah. I've been here since five years. Yeah, so how, how did you end up in South Korea and, how, and what you've been doing over there for five years now? Not going to lie. It's because a brother needed a job. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. No, but you know, but, uh, jokes, it's, in all seriousness, no, what happened was uh, back in 2015, I was on, you know, getting close to uh, graduating college, right? You know how it was like your senior trying to send out a resume, trying to find any type of job, right? Nothing was sticking. And then one day I got, I saw an ad on my university job board about teaching English in South Korea. And I thought, okay, this sounds pretty cool. Now me personally, I always wanted to travel growing up, but I didn't know how to do it. And for mm-hmm. me at least, like the only time, 
I ever heard of or seen a black person travel abroad was used because they're in the military. Facts. And so I looked more into it. I, I saw there were options to teach in Japan and China, of course, but I saw you know, doing some comparisons between the two countries mm -hmm. and I saw Korea. And I've been here since May 2016. Oh, okay. All right. So you teach your English as a, sec as a second language. That's dope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, much like how you said when you were saying um, only time you seen black people travel was in the military. <laughs> I had never been out of Texas before I joined the military. Next thing you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm finally getting on a, my plane for the first time and leaving the state of Texas and doing all sorts of stuff. So that actually hit real close to home because <laughs> I had never been nowhere before I had joined the military. <laughs> so, it's been the same for a lot of black people, especially African-Americans really. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you know, black folk, we don't like to do things that's out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, do things differently, so. And it's funny enough, my parents would tell me like, if I wanted to travel so much, live abroad, why don't I join the military? I'm like, nah, I want to do it on my own free time. Yeah. I can't travel while I'm in the military on my own time. Yep. Going because you're kind of forced to go. <laughs> you don't get to enjoy yourself. I tell you that for sure. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that wholeheartedly. So, uh, before that, um, well, first of all, actually, now that we know how you've been, how you got to South Korea, what if it has your experience been like? You know, I know you mentioned before missing American barbecue, but overall, yeah. what have been some positives about your time out in South Korea? And what have been some negatives? Uh, positives, definitely more confident. I guess feeling more independent, more stronger because I'm away from my comfort zone that I don't have the same benefits, privileges, or access to, you know, stuff that I see in America. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, living in an area where English is not predominantly spoken. So it does add a little bit of challenge, like making it a little bit more interesting to me at least. Uh, one, I guess one big skill I've learned, the best skill I think every black man needs to learn is how to cut your own hair. That's what I learned how to do while living abroad. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, you're right and, there. And, yeah. it's and it's important. also showing me that uh, I just love the idea of really being an expat, living in another country. Okay. Yeah. Uh, negatives, they've been mostly a lot because mostly terrible, terrible jobs. Oh, like my very first job where I worked at, it only lasts like two months and they end up filing bankruptcy and everybody lost their jobs and we didn't get paid. Our salary. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, so eventually, I think one—I I think it was the secretary, I believe. She got a lawyer for everybody to file a lawsuit, you know, get paid. Eventually, we did get paid like seven, eight months later. That's yeah. a long time, though. That's a yeah, you still got to make up yeah. for that time. Yeah. Yeah, so like for first few years, like I, I kept staying because I didn't want to make the phone call to ask my parents or family members to borrow money to buy a ticket home to give up, you know. And have my parents, people saying, oh, I told you, so you should have stayed here, you know? I didn't yeah. want to hear anything. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. That's the main reason why I'm still out of California, you know? Um, I just had to leave Jersey. Felt like I, I had to strike it out on my own, so I decided to go all the way to California. I totally nah, get you, that. Man, you done better than most Americans. Most folks never leave the city or their state, ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I was so blessed. You know, my family's Nigerian, so I had the privilege to go back and visit Nigeria when I was younger. Got right. to study abroad in Turkey when I was in high school and whatnot. It's it's crazy because the college I went to out in rural Ohio, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the kids I met there, they even noticed it was like, man, 
where are you from? From Jersey? Wow, that's so dope. I've never even left this this town. And I'm just like, that scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Yo, that frightens me. I, I just can't stay in the same place for too long. I always got to move. I need to see different places. So for people who can live their whole life in one place, that's, wow. Yeah. I don't know how people can do it. It's like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a hometown pride, but it's like, bro, especially during your 20s, even 30s, like, go live somewhere else. Like, do other stuff. Don't, you want to come back when you're like 40s when I hey, go and settle down, go for that. But it's like, while you're young, just leave. Like, mm-hmm. true story, and actually, true story. Uh, one of my good friends, Jamal, like he's like a brother to me. Um, we just finished this is around the time we we're about to graduate college, and he was telling me that his dad, because he was, we're trying to figure out you know what we're trying to do after college, right? And he was telling me that yes. dad told him to leave South Carolina because they ain't shit for him, like just leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he left, and of course, he left to follow his goal. And because of now he's working at a Virginia Tech as the camera guy for the uh, sports division, I guess you could say. Nice. <laughs> so now, oh, that's so now he's down. Like, if you look at if you watch college football, you'll see. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's dope. He's for the state, and again, and that's one of the things I believe. Like everybody should just go live in another state, region, or country, because you might find more opportunities there than you would in your hometown ever. Yeah. Yep, you never know where life may take you. That's facts. <laughs> so that's so dope. So then tell us, um, what have what have you been doing? Because we know that you're a writer and you mm-hmm. write many different styles, you know, travel, you, you do food blogs, and I, I know you're working on your own story, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about anyone, whichever order you want to go in, where I'm excited to hear about all of them. Yeah, yeah. So my content is mostly trying to focus its emphasis on black travel, right? Mm-hmm. Black content. Uh, mostly because, again, I want to encourage more black people to travel the world, go see other countries, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I focus on that is because if you look in the travel tourism space, right, majority from time growing up even to now, you mostly see mostly from a white perspective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now in past, during like what, mid-late 2000s, right? 2010s, right? We did see more black content, travel content, but it's still kind of small compared to what it was back then, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I wrote two travel guides, black travel guides um, for South Korea, for two cities in South Korea, because what led me to it, because I remember I read this um, uh, market research paper, I think it was called Mandela Institute, mm-hmm. where they said that African-American tourism has the power to be about six to $8 billion industry, right? Wow. And I realized, wait, yeah, that's right. There's definitely, definitely opportunities for that because more, more African Americans are traveling than ever before. And of course, especially with COVID hitting, no one's traveling as much. But when it's after it's safe to travel, oh, we're going to blow up. So that's why I started writing two books because I realized if I get my hand in the foot, like my foot in the door, get my, you know, my name out there saying, hey, guess what? There are black travel guys for black people for certain countries. That's mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. I know, I know uh, there's times where, you know, people, we want to travel, but then we're afraid of, like, where we can go or what we can yeah, do exactly. in certain places. It's always, okay. oh, too. yeah, it's always like, oh, let's go to the beach area where it's like a, a travel vacation like that, but go to Cancun or something like that. But it would be nice to go places like Korea or go to, like, a, a Germany or something like that, where it's just a different area, not just the beach thing like that you always see 
because you always see people just wanting to go to just a resort, something like that. But you writing this travel guide showing like there are different places you can go and be comfortable going to these different places. That's something that's really, really needed, man. Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially because, uh, I mean, there are travel guides, you know, for solo women, I see one for solo black women, I see one for, I think, for black, for men. And I realized for me, why is there like one of like a general travel guide that hits like every black person, you know? Mm. And so I wanted to try to do that. And one guy I knew, uh, Dale, a brother from the UK, he wrote, he saw my first book and he, he did raise a fair criticism, like why do you feel like so you're writing towards African-Americans instead of like all black people? And I'm mm. like, okay, that's actually a good idea. Let me try to like, for the next book, I'll try to level it up to where I make it feel like any black person can read it, you know? Mm. So then um, as a result of all your travels, where have been some of your most favorite places to have been? And how would you describe that place for black travelers? You know, give us an example of one of your entries. The last place I traveled, new place I traveled to was Taiwan. And that was in May, 2019 for a three day weekend trip. Nice. And I wish I had more time because I loved it. Like, I feel like Taiwan is one of the most underrated countries to visit. People haven't been. And people who's visited or lived there like expect they all said they love it. Like, and I can see why. It's charming. People are friendly. Food's amazing. Uh, if you're oh, for for the fellow blurs, uh, there's a small mining town called Jufin, which is, I guess you say, quote unquote, based on which helped influence some of the scenes in the movie Spirited Away. Mm, okay. And I wish, even though I had three days there, I wish I had more time there. And I'm honestly starting to believe that if when's the safe to travel 100%, I'm going to head to Taiwan and start writing my next book there for the next country I go to. What's up, man? And see, you already like, I'm already, you already got destinations in mind. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> I love that, man. I mean, I, mean, I struck with Iron Tar. So far, I, don't, I mean, I got positive feedback. It's like, okay, I might as well keep it going. Now, I won't turn this into like a full time career, of course. This is more like that side hustle type of thing. You know, just to do something on the side, because for me, I believe that when it comes to working, you should always follow your dreams. Like you should work a dream job because you go and burn out and you don't have that much, I guess, passion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're just doing now just to just to fill a quota, fill you know, just to do it as a job. Like for me, when I do, when I wrote these two books, it was just for fun. Like it was book having fun of it, and I was I had more time to take my time with it and try to be better, build a better product. Okay, but so. In that case, what are uh, some of your upcoming destinations that you either are planning or you really would love to explore and travel and create more content on? Uh, definitely Taiwan, uh, Taiwan, uh, Thailand, uh, Cambodia. I want to go back to Malaysia. I've been there years. I also want to go back to Portugal, too. I want to go back to Lisbon. And see, like, I love the fact that, like, you're saying you're saying Portugal you're saying all these different locations it's not the same normal like oh I want to go to DR or I want to go to Jamaica right. where it's like the same it's just the same sunny things you're like you're actually like man like these are other good places that you guys need to like stress out I love the fact that you like giving out information and insight on these other areas man like that right. I mean, really if, man, if, if Jamaica's on your list you want to travel to that's it go for it but again like there are many other countries you can check out. And I get mm -hmm. like, especially African-Americans, like we're so used to racism, discrimination in America, we're, we're, including me, like we're expected to see that 
all countries are just as racist. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. I mean, there's got there's ignorance. There's gonna be some xenophobia against all foreign, especially in Korea. There is that. Mm-hmm. So let's be clear on that front. But um, that shouldn't stop from traveling in Korea because I I've been to Korea a little bit and I know like the the um the area is like a little. It's a lot more vibrant as far as like you, you got a lot of technology right. differences than you have. Like, oh, well, I'm in I'm in Texas, so right. you know what I'm saying. So you guys Ooh. have the nightlife and things like that, that are a lot more like technology, technology advanced wise or whatever. So what are some of the things that you like to get into as far as like tech wise? Um, I know they have like, you know, they have higher uh, VR and things like that, that we don't even have on this area. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk Uh, about that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's like VR, like cafes, places. There's also like PC bongs, like PC cafes, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, like you pay like a dollar, and then you you go to PC room, you pay like X amount of money, like for like a dollar for one hour, three dollars for like three hours, for example, and you can play like either the pre-installed games or you can play your, download your Steam games and just play for X amount of hours while eating some food from the cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, another places, obviously, I've been to like tournaments. I've gone to Pokemon tournaments, BGC tournaments, and also Smash Bros. events, which I miss dearly. So you you like legit legit up in, in the top percent? How you feel up uh, confident wise? I would say now some of the Korean players are really good. Like they don't play. Like they're just as strong as Tekken players. Just put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you gotta make sure you got your game on. Like I mean, I do well. Like I personally haven't played in months because there has been we haven't been able to do like offline meetings and whatnot. So I got burned down Smash. You know, doing online plays. Yeah, I I know Smash is uh really really competitive. Um, even like when we were we were like over there and we were in the U.S. uh, uh USOs or whatever, mm-hmm. and we would play. We have Smash tournaments, and I thought that I was really good at Smash. And then when you start playing against <laughs> some of these other, exactly. you're like, yo. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Like, and true story. Like now in Korea, there wasn't really a Smash Bros. scene. At all, like you had to know somebody who had a Wii U to play. Mm-hmm. When the yeah. Switch came out, then the Smash Bros. scenes started to come out. Then we have more tournaments and events, mostly of them in Seoul. Because I know a lot of people are in Seoul and uh, Daegu, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, uh, what where you where are you at in Korea, by the way? Well, I'm on the East Coast now. I'm in a small town called Uljin, uh, but I did live in Daegu, and actually, for a while, I did start up the Daegu Smash Bros. tournament scene in Daegu. Nice. But um, of course, and that was going fine in 2019. And I, re- I started the Daegu scene because I figured, okay, I know there's both Koreans and foreigners who want to go to Seoul for tournaments, but that costs a lot of money to travel up there on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I started, it was small, but everybody had a good time. And of course, uh, it's been a hiatus since 2020 for obvious reasons. Yeah, COVID and things like that, that's understandable. Yeah. It's so is video games your preferred method of, you know, just being able to wind down uh, when it's outside of traveling. And of course, you, you also teach school, too. Um, is that your preferred method of downtime? Just playing video games, whether it's with the homies or solo? Yeah, playing games, uh, usually traveling, going travel around the area, going hiking, taking oh. amateur photography. Um, I also do also like, reading books, too, as well. So I like reading. Reading comics, reading mangas, webtoons. 
Okay. What have been some of your recent uh, manga or webtoons that you've been reading lately? Uh, what was that one? It was a little char in the gang. Um, oh, never heard uh, of that. Pixie Brutus and Pixie, Pixie Brutus. I enjoyed that one. Uh, what's another one? Uh, the manga Spy X Family. I definitely enjoyed that one. I've heard about that. Bro, I, about I just one. started reading Spy X Family. That's a really good one. Oh, I love the, I love the daughter. She, the fact that she yeah. can read the minds, but she's like, she can't tell them. <laughs> It's really cute. I I've, I got into like chapter fifteen, I think. So I'm still early yeah, yeah. on, but yeah. There's That's an anime yeah, coming out for it, right? Yeah, definitely okay. enjoyed that. Um, and right now, I'm just kind of rereading a history book right now about um, uh, was it the Wilmington massacre? So I'm reading. I have the book, and I'm still just rereading again. Oh, you explain about that. I've never heard of it. Heard of that? Massacre. Oh, you never heard of it? Like, yeah, no. like uh, I mean, personally, I never heard about you until like um. Uh, what's that video channel, YouTube channel, Vox, V-O-X. They actually did a Dr. Lowe's video about the women's in North Carolina massacre. So basically it was, it was, it was Tulsa before Tulsa. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. And let's put it this way. Especially it really got me interested in Wilmington because of what happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. The difference is there, Wilmington, North, North Carolina, it actually worked. Compared to what happened January 6, twenty twenty one. So I, I just uh, looked up Little Char at the game, and I see it's a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon series. Yeah. Oh, so you big, <laughs> you big on Pokemon too? Um, what? Yeah, I played my I, true story. Like I had kids who um, this is back on the three DS days, you know, Nintendo three DS, two DS days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids, previous jobs, like they knew that I played Pokemon, so they would talk shit, talk about I could beat you in Pokemon Battle. I'm like, okay, next time we get like a little free day activity day at the school, we'll go and play. We brought, they brought the games. I bought mine. I, I crushed them. I showed them no mercy. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a big Pokemon fan, too. So I want to ask, uh, I just do three for time's sake. What's three of your favorite uh, all-time Pokemon, man? Uh, definitely right now, Cinderace. I'm loving him right now. Um, okay. I definitely miss, I miss to this day, Alolan and Muck. Like, he man, me a lot. Muck is yeah, my man. favorite he, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, really? Korea, like the poison touch ability that helped me out so much. Uh yeah, Chandelure. Chandelure? Okay. Okay, yeah. Ghost fire type. Yeah, I'm I'm real big on muck. Like I used to kind of like toxic minimize. Like yeah, I do totally. toxic and I do minimize a few times and then we just ride it out to see what happens. <laughs> so I definitely I understand that muck love, man. I don't think a lot enough people uh give muck enough credit in like uh competitive play. Oh yeah, he's really good. Definitely the recycle ability. I had I, I put in recycle as a move set on them too. And then you give them leftover as an item to hold, and you just good with muck, man, for <laughs> period. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand. It, yeah, I actually it's, get some te- it's some, you know, what I'm saying it's some, it's technique. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, used what? to do the, I used to go to Pokemon tournaments in Seoul, and the first and only offline Pokemon tournament was for Sword and Shield was back in December 2019 when the game first came out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the first round of tournament, the first round, I think I and like two, three other people were the last ones who didn't finish the tournament because at least the first, you know, the first round because 
it was an intention match. Like we were coming back and forth. Okay. <laughs> Did you uh, win? No, nah, I lost. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I understand, man. It is like that, though. <laughs> it be it's back and forth a lot, and it can go crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel it. Are you a big sports fan? Uh, no, me personally, no. I mean, I'll go okay. like I have been to this uh, baseball game here in Korea. I went to was it the NC NC Dinos? I've been to there the baseball game there. Yeah, that was interesting uh, to see how it was like to go to a sports game in another country for sure. Mm-hmm. I think even if you're not a sports fan, I say go for it just to have that experience. Say you did it. And what's different about it, uh, going to a baseball game in Korea, right? You could bring food inside the state. You got, like, Korean fried chicken drivers, literally guys who bring, like, you know, uh, fried chicken to sell from the restaurant, and you can bring it inside the stadium. All right. Yeah, see that. And then is, is, it, um, is it, like, normal price or whatever, like the people that come, the vendors that come right outside the stadium, or do they up the price? I'm pretty sure it's the same normal price. Oh, okay. Sure I, price. I didn't know if they was up up in the price because you know that you're outside of a stadium type thing or anything right, right. like that i know that's what they probably do around here like oh it's, you going to the maps game man all right let me <laughs> up to, if i'm right. put my food truck outside of it, it's a little cheaper than what you'll get in the stadium but it's still double the price <laughs> so yeah that, that's really dope though like you know what i'm saying that y'all be able to buy food and y'all can bring it into the stadium that's dope what is one piece of advice you would give to people who are thinking about you know, traveling and, and wanting to uh, create travel guides. Because historically, as you mentioned before, historically travel guides have never been like black friendly. And the ones that were, it was to escape, you know, uh, to avoid like sundown towns and whatnot. But for you to be yeah, able to exactly. create, yeah, but for you to create content like, yo guys, there's so many places in the world. And like Steve had mentioned before, especially not the, the cliche popular places? Uh, one, there's many. They're now they switch on Facebook. You still have one. Uh, I mean, I was talking <laughs> about deleting it, but I just don't keep it as a useful resource as a tool, really, nowadays. Uh, Facebook is great, especially there are many, many black travel groups you can find for men, women, families. You can find many, so there'd be great resources on that front. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, uh, before you buy a ticket, always check if the country had if you got to buy a visa. Some countries are visa free for Americans, so you can just walk in and get oh, your okay. stamp immigration. But other countries, you got to pay your visa in advance, so make sure you check on that. Two, three, check the weather. Check check the weather. Check the seasons. Always. Ooh man. <laughs> and yeah, you don't want especially because you don't, if say like for example, um, if you want to go Southeast Asia like Thailand or Taiwan, Thailand, right, right. In the summertime, that's not probably the best time because it's usually like the wet season. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want your con that. Uh, four, and this is a big trip tip, especially for my black folk. I know we want to have fresh clothes, we want to have drip, but nah, especially depending on the country you go to, less drip is more safe equals more safety because uh, especially if you go to high poverty country areas or places that have high pickpocket areas, like if you get if you look like you got money, you're a target. Mm-hmm. Like, enough. like especially this action. Some I think I remember. I think I read a story about uh, there's a couple stories of a brother in the Colombia, country of Colombia, who was robbed. I think he died because I mean there's other issues that happened, but also the mm-hmm. fact that he had wore gold jewelry. Like he literally he got money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a big thing. I know, we, I know we want our first clothes. You think about buying the nice stuff, nice shoes for the trip, but not nah, just leave that stuff at home. Just wear a solid, old, raggedy shirt and just do it over there. Because one, you're on vacation. Two, again, this is a safety issue. Mm -hmm. Big fact. Especially when you're not going to the very touristy areas as well. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to the inner cities. Exactly. And like yeah. Especially like in like, uh, for example, uh, South America, you know, there are a lot of poverty areas, even Mexico too. Like, you definitely mm -hmm. got to be careful with that. Don't want a little, you got money. Uh, and three, and the big one, five, is go where you want to go to. Travel where you want to go to. Because everyone's experience is going to be completely different. Like, some people might like France. Me, I'd rather go to Portugal, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, everyone's going to be different. Everyone, just like most things, like hobbies, activities, one person might like it and what other people may not. Is okay. that your preference? That's okay. Oh, and the big, big tip, I have to say health in terms of safety, always check the cuisines and food cultures, especially ingredients, if you have food allergies. Fair. Oh, that's yes. Because yeah. you never know. I wrote in both my books, right? Uh, a lot, South Korean food, while delicious, it does have a lot, a lot of sodium. So if that's, if that's something mm. you're concerned about, you have to be careful mm. with that. And a lot of Korean dishes have, you know, uh, so, um, Nuts, seeds, soy, uh, sesame oil, or sesame sauce, fish paste, fish sauce. So mm. if you got like seafood, nut allergies, or wheat, um, uh, you want to be careful with that. Yes, sir. Especially in Asia, especially Asia, because it's not really common in Asia to have food allergies. So it's not taken as seriously. Uh, when you said check the weather, that was one that really hit me because when my, my friends were like, when we um first got like the orders to go to Korea, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, cool, we gonna go to Korea. And then it was like, man, it's January, man, it's gonna be cold. And I was like, well, I guess I never really thought about where Korea was. Cause when yeah. we got there, I was like, boy, <laughs> I was like, this is cold, it's cold, cold in Korea. And then we were- uh, Yeah, yeah, man, especially, yeah, definitely check the weather. Um, yeah. Especially uh, the city of Daegu, for example, which is more towards the South, like, in the summertime, Daegu is the most brutal because uh, Korea is, around, is a mountainous country, as you know. Like, there's so many hills, mountains everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And Daegu is like, it's in the middle of kind of like, I guess it's a quote unquote middle of nowhere. So all that heat gets kind of trapped within the city. Mm -hmm. So uh, humidity gets to you. So you want to be careful with that. But at the same time, if you wouldn't risk it, Daegu does have what my favorite holiday, my favorite festival of all time was the Daegu Chimic Festival. It was like a fried chicken and beer festival. Wow, I was just about to ask you about some festivals. Yeah. What was your, some of your favorite festivals? So that's a good. Um... That's a good one. Uh, there are many other ones. I also enjoyed the Jinju Lantern Festival. It's like a on the riverbed. There's like a lot of lanterns, like of like figurines and characters. That was fun. That sounds the super relaxing. Yes, yeah, it was. And the, the my favorite one I went to last 2019. I used to live in the city at the time too. Was the Andong Mask Dance Festival. So it was definitely pretty cool. Check out the, because Andong, the city has, I guess, historical city using like masks for like storytelling and stuff. Um, food was awesome. And of course, I got to see the historic village, like this UNESCO heritage village too. Are you a dancer? I know you said it was a dance festival. Did you like participate in oh, dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, oh, this man is multi-talented, a traveler, a dancer, no, world know. explorer. Listen, like, listen, there are certain stereotypes I don't have. 
my only straight black stereotype is fighting games. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was about to say this man, he he can do it all. He travel, he writing. <laughs> and he uh, no, let's just put it this way. If my students ask me to dance, they're gonna be sorely disappointed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Have you been keeping up with any of the current anime that is going on right now? Pretty much. Uh I mean, you know, back in college, I may have done that, but nowadays it's like, you know, I'll just pick it up when I see it. Oh, okay. Just pick it up when you see it. I know you mentioned your right love now, for... Because right now, for example, except with the exception of, um, uh, what's that show? Invincible. Invincible. That, I ah, actually watched... You said you was watching it week to week? Yeah, I was watching week to week. They got me on that front because I actually read the comics two years ago. So you you was on the same page with me then, man. Because as you were watching it, you was like, yo, it's a little out of order. So it was it was definitely had you on the edge of your seat because you was like, all right, how are they going to do this? How are they going to map it out? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know you guys who read the comics are like, ooh, y'all haven't seen nothing yet. I've been hearing rumors about, about <laughs> that whole, that boy Thrag is, is, is a problem. And, you know, well, yeah, we're going to get Conquest, but that boy Thrag is oh, a problem. Man, I can't wait for that fight. So, <laughs> That's going to be brutal. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to I, that. That's so dope. I like I like Armstrong Levy too, man. His his whole like power and everything was really really dope. The way that he he was using it. So I like Armstrong Levy too. Um, I do have a question. So with you sure. speaking uh, ESL, uh, I mean with you teaching ESL, teaching English as a second language, um, do you also speak other languages as well? Uh, no. Um, now in terms for Westerners. Uh, Korean is like one of the most hardest languages to learn mm-hmm. in terms of speaking. Like, now if you learn how to read Korean, now that's pretty easy. Oh, okay. But what makes it more challenging is the sentence structure, the sentence structure, the vowels, uh, some of the letters that we use, like V or um, X, is not really in the, I guess, most Asian alphabets in their language. Okay. So that also makes it a little bit harder. You know, like sometimes pronouncing a word or a sentence can make it more challenging. Okay. Oh. You know, it is. I mean, you know, despite, and also because for me, I admit, I was lazy, and also working to so many terrible jobs. Like I was not in the mood to learn to read or learn how to speak Korean. Okay. But now that I'm in a better position, I'm like, okay, I gotta start learning how to. I gotta start studying. Yeah, I would say you. You've been you've been there for a few years. I was all like, okay, I bet you he probably he got it down. <laughs> but, I got yeah. the motivation at the time. Oh yeah, I mean, I understand. <laughs> And then um, with you being out there, so you you know how to you said you know how to read a little bit or yeah I'm still learning I know I can easily recognize some letters uh, but I'm still you know practicing. Oh, okay, okay. I about to say yeah because I about to say if you you can pick up those manwas out there the authentic manwas and stuff I know that that would really be like a dope treasure to just have. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying like especially yeah. like with like collecting like I, i'm a collector of like books and mangas and stuff like that so i was like yeah if he he's doing all that stuff with all the traveling and stuff he has all those guides and those manuals and things like that man I, I bet you that's really a dope uh collection thing to have yeah, with yeah yeah with all your traveling I, I imagine you've been exposed to a lot of music a lot of international music what were some of your favorite uh, genres of international music, or what? Where place of travel have you been to have produced your your favorite genre, your favorite type of music? Um, to be honest, none yet. Um, I mean, I know Portugal has was it Faro Faro music, like their own. 
mm-hmm. turn music. Uh, I guess I never had a chance to sit down and really listen to music, so I can't say if I if I oh, liked okay. it or not. Mm-hmm. That's with all my travels, so. Oh, okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And um, around there, so are you getting around through train, bus, and bike, or do you actually have your own car or anything like that? How how's that going? Uh, I usually get on my bus. Now, obviously, being a small country town, I'll say there's no metros. Uh, you got buses and taxis, so that's there. But is that as, like you say, as frequent as if you're in the bigger city, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's possible to get around the small towns of Korea, but, of course, taxis get a little bit more pricier depending on how far you go and where you where you live. So That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like. I was like, I wonder if he got his own uh, car. I was about to say, because this uh, could go- no, no, I think I'm on the left so side, I right? I expired for like three, four years, so I got I got to get that renewed. Oh, okay. yeah, you don't even have to worry about that, though, man. Exactly, it's a whole different like environment, man. A whole different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so, no. Sometimes I miss having a car, and sometimes I don't miss the cost of having a car. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine the cost, especially like you mentioned, you being out in the in a more rural area, you know, how often do you go into the into a major city? Um, not as much, especially because the case I, case that has been so high. So usually, mm. like I didn't like for example, like I think I've been traveling outside this town for like months until I got vaccinated, fully vaccinated at the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a health and safety reason why I decided to stay. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. That's really dope. You said get out of your cities, out of your towns, things like that. Where, um, if you don't, I mean, we haven't heard, I don't think. Well, where are you actually originally from? Uh, South Carolina. Um, South Carolina. Okay, okay. Uh, what part of South Carolina? Uh, Blythewood. This is pretty much near the capital of Columbia. Okay. Okay. Is it true that South Carolina has a better seafood between the two Carolinas? Honestly, I'm going to say yes on default because of Charleston. I guess oh, more famous. Hey. There we go. <laughs> Hey, by default, bet. I'm I'm cool with that because I've always heard and I love uh, I love. I do believe Carolina definitely has the best barbecue sauce. Carolina barbecue. Really? Now, I'm familiar with these like mustard based barbecue. I miss that so much. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, only thing I've I've been to South Carolina, but it was only for a few months. It was the, the Fort uh, relaxing Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, relaxing Jackson is what people were calling it. So. Really? <laughs> Yeah, that's what other people in army in the army call it because they say that's the easiest basic training. They're oh. like, "Oh, you was a relaxing Jackson," but <laughs> but yeah. So I was all like, I've only been like there, and then like after being there for a little while, once we graduated, we got to you know take a little bit of time. It took like two or three days to like explore, but we didn't get to like really see things like I'm sure like right. you know what I'm you've got to explore. That makes sense. No, I didn't go. I mean, even growing up, like. From high school to college, like, I barely went out of out my out, out socialized really, so I can't tell you. So like, yeah. I can tell you South Carolina. Oh dang! So you you hit the ground running and hit uh to travel into Korea and things like that. He said he's gonna explore the world, baby. Ain't nobody gonna <laughs> stop him. We love yeah, that. We yeah. love that. I got a reason. And fun fact, like uh, I have family members ask me if I'm ever gonna move back to USA. Still got. Ask that question, and I'm like, nah, I ain't moving back. <laughs> hey, I understand, man. See as much as you can, and then now you're comfortable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Seeing all this other stuff, and and you said you hiking and things like that, so you might be doing a little backpacking. 
things like that, man. That that would be dope. So in that case, like, do I say like I'm single? I ain't got no kids. Like, why should I have to come back to the U.S.? I got I got no reason to move back. Fair enough. That is fair. (laughs) So, so in that case, is South Korea, or do you plan on uh moving again to to like basically establish yourself permanently? Uh, eventually, once I hit that, I guess. Followers like okay, let's move out of South Korea, South Korea. Then I'll move somewhere else. I'll go, I guess, teach somewhere else. On where okay. I'm not sure, but we'll get there eventually. Okay, but right so now, focus. Uh, you're still yeah. you're still open to traveling more and settling somewhere else. Okay, okay. Of course, but, but for now, I'm gonna stick with South Korea. Uh, get more experience in the public school area where I'm at right now, and then once I get enough experience under my belt, then I can say okay, let's move on. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Well, you know, for me, that's sort of questions I have for you. Is there anything that you want to, you know, try to, anything that you're working on that you would like to push or promote? By all means, take the floor. Yeah, so if you want to see more of my adventures, you can hit me up on Instagram, at the Blur Explorer. I also do travel TikTok videos, at the Blur Explorer. Okay. Uh, my new book, The Black Travel's Guide to Incheon, Incheon, South Korea, I-N-C-H-E-O-N. And the Black Travel's Guide to Daegu, D-A-E-G-U. Uh, you can find it on Amazon right now in ebook format. And I'm actually working in the process of starting the third book I called The Black Travel's Guide to South Korea. So I'm doing South Korea travel guide and stuff. All right, so, okay. And uh, where can the people find you on uh, outside of Instagram? Or is Instagram the only place, form of social media that we can access? Yeah, you'll definitely find me on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok. All right, bet, bet, bet. I definitely just sent you a follow on uh, TikTok right now because I'm definitely trying to see all these like places that you have and everything like that. Yeah, because I've seen a few. I've seen that you post a few of them on your Instagram because I follow you on Instagram. So I've seen some of your TikTok videos that you shared there. Yeah. So I saw your TikTok video about Seoul and how people kind of underestimate just what you can do out there. And that TikTok was pretty dope. So it's cool that you get people like. Hey, let me show you the real, the real stuff that you can do out here rather than the... Exactly. And actually, uh, in November, uh, I'll, I'll make the announcement, though, but uh, I'm actually going to be doing a live stream of um, Songdo and Inchon because the Battlefield, Battlefield 2042 is taking place. It's coming out soon. And also, they got a map based in Korea, too. Oh. Yeah, I've been to the area, too. So, if you've seen the trailer and whatnot, it's taking place in a place called Songdo, which is Inchon. And I think the area looks like the the Grand Central Park, which explains the water and stuff. So, which I'm gonna head back there too eventually. And when I do that, I'm gonna do a live stream of the area so people can check it out. Yo, that's so dope. Especially if you map it around the release date of that game, that'd be really cool. Okay, that's the point. I was gonna actually, I was gonna do it in October, but they got the game got delayed. So, ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah, a lot of games are getting delayed for sure. So, you're a big Battlefield yep. fan, man. Yes. Uh, started on the PS3 of Battlefield 3 from a friend of mine that I tried to play for, and now I'm at hype for Battlefield 2042. Oh, yeah. That's so okay. dope. Well, then that's and that's I got the PS5 for it, too, because of that. Hey, yeah. yeah. I, seen, I seen the PlayStation store inside of your uh, guide, and I was all like, oh, yeah, he definitely a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm going to get me one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Console-wise, Nintendo and PlayStation. I mean, I did, I did, hey, growing up, I did play Xbox with Halo, you know, LAN parties and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation, yes, yeah, definitely the home console I prefer. Okay, I feel that. 
Well, you know, in that case, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're just really glad to have uh, the Blurred Explorer uh, here with us today. Um, it's been really fun to speak about your experience traveling and, and what you're doing to not only indulge in your own passions, but to help uh, people of color, Black people, when they want to travel to is so, so dope. Um, he already gave you his uh, social media. Make sure you follow him on Instagram and on TikTok. Be sure to head over to Amazon to cop a couple of his tour guys. Looking forward to my order coming in for sure. Um, it is. Oh, it's ebook, so don't worry about that. You pick up right now. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have our, uh, you know, it's one half your co host of uh, the It Mob interview series, La Puru, Aniku Lapo himself. Uh, Steve, take it away. Uh, yeah, man. You guys can follow me at Scuba Steve one four two eight. Follow the It My page, and um, we're definitely gonna have this up. Probably have this up uh, on October sixth. That way we'll have okay. it, you know, ready and everything like that. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, what I'm saying we'll we'll put it on the YouTube page, and then we'll have all the links and everything to the uh, Travelers Guide. So that way, you know, what I'm saying we can get as much attention links to the. Uh, TikTok links to the Instagram, and you guys can follow this man, man, because he's doing something really dope, something really different than, you know what I'm saying, what we're used to. He's he's doing something where he's like enlightening us and traveling and things like that. So this dude right here, man, really dope dude. I wish we had more time to talk to him, but he got to, you know what I'm saying, he got to go to work, but yeah. this is a really dope dude, man. Yeah, I gotta work. Hey, I can't fund these books without work money. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, that's facts, that's facts. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is, it mob gang gang.